Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. I was just intrigued by Tina Svandelis' reporting about Kwame Raoul's case in court that the assault-style weapons ban in Illinois, in fact, is constitutional. This Chicago take on the gun ban is sponsored by HaggertyAutoGroup.com. In part, she said Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul on Thursday filed a brief defending Illinois' assault weapon ban, arguing the weapons restricted by the newly enacted law are not commonly used for self-defense and that large-capacity magazines are accessories, not arms. They're not protected. It also argues the country's founding fathers owned guns that would only fire a single shot before reloading, proving assault weapons and large-capacity magazines weren't in quote-unquote common use when the Constitution was ratified. The assault weapons restricted by the act are not commonly used for self-defense, by design and in practice, they exist for offensive infliction of mass casualties, the brief states. It also argues, I think this is an interesting point. Who thought of this? It also argues the term arms, remember you have the right to bear arms, but the term arms refers to weapons and not accessories, and that large capacity magazines are therefore not protected under the Second Amendment's right to bear arms. Okay, I'm not an expert on any of this. Professor David Schultz is. He's a professor of political science at Hamlin University, a constitutional law expert. Uh, We call on him once in a while with questions like this. Hey, David, it's John. Welcome back to WGN in Chicago. It's my pleasure. Up up, up in the Twin Cities, and we had a bunch of snow. Again, because I know you got walloped a couple of weeks ago. How are you doing now? We got about another five inches last night, and it's that wet heart attack snow, you know, the really sticky kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a wet day. It's funny because I noticed as of a couple of weeks ago, the snow inch count in Minnesota in the Twin Cities was over 70 inches. We haven't had 20 in Chicago, just a little, you know, half a, not even half a day's drive, a six-hour drive south. We haven't had 20 inches of snow. Yeah, yeah. We'll send some to you. <laughs> you do that. So uh, you heard my introduction, David. What right, comes I did. To, what comes to your mind first, first of all? Well, for good or for bad, the Supreme Court has said that the Second Amendment does protect an individual right to bear arms. But in three opinions, it appears to have clarified it to say that that individual right is a right to bear a handgun um, for personal self-defense. And the reason why I mention that, but the emphasis is upon, uh, again, in some of the language of the court, on personal self-defense and at least a couple of times it uses the word handgun. And if you accept the Supreme Court's interpretation of the Second Amendment, and again, we can agree or disagree with it, um, it would strike me that the effort to ban assault weapons and assault magazines in Illinois would probably pass constitutional muster. And in fact, we know in other court cases across the country, uh, the Supreme Court um, has not second-guessed lower courts that have upheld some variations of assault ban um, rifles or other high-capacity magazine weapons. 
So the case that gets mentioned a lot, just educate us a little on this, Professor. I'm reading again from the paper here in Chicago, the Sun-Times, in the 20. In the 2002 and the 2002 Heller decision, the Supreme Court found that the Second Amendment guarantees the right to, quote, possess and carry arms in case of a confrontation. The brief filed Thursday by the state of Illinois states that that Heller decision acknowledged handguns are the quintessential self-defense weapon, but they called M16 rifles weapons that are most useful in military service. So they're distinguishing the purpose of the guns. That's relevant here? It is very relevant because no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You know, we know we don't have an unlimited right, what's that old phrase, to cry cry fire in a crowded theater. There are limits on free speech. There are limits on also um, the right to bear arms. And the court saw in Heller um, and in a case last year out of New York to try to clarify, you know, you know, what are the, what are the outer limits? You know, you know, what, what what does the Second Amendment really protect? And you read the relevant passage here. It's for handguns for self-defense. And it's a pretty good argument that is being made at this point to say that. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't know the law in question, you know, that you're talking about in Illinois, all the types of weapons that are being involved here, but weapons, you know, you know, that are capable of um, you know, automatic weapons, high magazine capacity certainly don't strike most of us as anything that looks like a handgun for the purposes of self-defense. So it's a pretty good argument being made here. Those M16 style rifles are proposed Correct. to be banned in Illinois. They are listed. Uh, here's also in the paper in the Bruin ruling, a different Supreme Court ruling, restrictions on weapons, restrictions on weapons must be limited to dangerous and unusual arms. So the question now is, is an M16 dangerous and unusual? Now, some people say, of course they are. When the Founding Fathers wrote the Second Amendment, there was no such thing as an M16 or a high-capacity magazine. So they're dangerous and they are unusual by those standards, but the NRA and others say that those are unquestionably in common use, M16s. That's, that's no more dangerous than any other gun. How would you score that one? Well, I would probably score it in saying that, that, it, that they are dangerous. I mean, the fact that you can, you know, what, inflict very rapidly, um, as we've seen in mass killings, you know, a lot of deaths suggests that they, that they are dangerous. Now, are they unusual? Probably if we actually looked at the percentage of our population um, that, that either possess those weapons or use them in crimes, I think I could make an argument and say they are unusual in terms of, um, of, of again, you know, use or possession. So, so I think the NRA is, 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 is probably not on the safest ground here in terms of making the legal arguments. You know, but you would expect that. I mean, they're an advocacy group. You know, they are have historically been arguing for an absolutist position on on the right to bear arms, and the court has largely rejected that absolute position over time. One other note: the Second Amendment's text protects only arms. This is what the state of Illinois said Thursday. The Second Amendment text protects only arms in common use at the time of the second 
or 14th Amendments were ratified or those commonly used for individual self-defense, plaintiffs cannot show the act violates the Second Amendment because it regulates weapons designed for war, not self-defense. Uh, we've covered that ground a little bit, but the, the, the quote I was uh, actually getting to was, um, if the Second Amendment ensures your right to bear arms, it doesn't mention the clips, the magazines, the rapid-fire accessories, etc. So would you say that those don't enjoy any constitutional protection? If, if in fact, there is a right to possess a, a, um, a handgun for self-defense, I would probably make an argument, say, that it implicitly protects the right to have the ammunition appropriate for that gun, but certainly um, it doesn't protect an unlimited right, you know, for you know high capacity magazines, et cetera, et cetera. It would again, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not a you know a, a gun expert. I know constitutional law, but not guns per se. Um, but but certainly to say you can own a gun for self protection, but not have the ammunition for it. That's, that seems a little, um, you know, drawing the line too tight. But saying that a lot of this other stuff is not protected along with other high-capacity weapons like M16s, that's a pretty good argument. I think that folks would get into arguments the most about what's an unusual weapon. And for some people, mm-hmm. an M16 is their weapon of choice. They love it, and they're not weird. You know, they're gun advocates. They like to hunt or they like to uh, shoot if somebody's breaking down their door. Um, that they will judge an M16 is not an unusual weapon. Um, I I would, uh, only because Mm -hmm. I think a handgun will accomplish everything you should be able to accomplish. And an M16 strikes me as something that could be accessorized and better accommodate somebody who wants to do some sort of mass destruction. So I will judge it unusual, but I, I know I'll get an argument from a lot of people about that, David. You absolutely will. And I'll also come back and say from a, a family that hunted, um, using those type of weapons to go out and hunt a deer or something like that, probably either takes the sport out or ruins the game that you're going to eat. So I don't think um, you can make that argument to say that I need an M16 um, to get my deer during um, hunting season. I got 20 seconds left. It's a conservative court at the federal level, not so much at the state level. But if this were to go to the U.S. Supreme Court, would you handicap that? Yeah, I would. On the assault ban, um, this will be a tight one. It'll be 5-4, but I think the Supreme Court will uphold the assault ban in this case here. Again, if it's following its past precedents, it's going to say not a handgun, not for self-defense. It should be a winner. David Schultz is a professor of political science at Hamlin University. He writes a lot of books about elections and constitutional law. What's the latest imprint with your name on it, David? The latest one is called Trumpism, American Politics in the Age of Polytainment. It's on Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble. A simple read, quick read, all about understanding the craziness of American politics, both good and bad these days. Nice to talk to you, David. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye.